You are now listening to The Open Canvas. Hey, it's Taj Alexander. Thank you to everyone who's been listening to the podcast. Really appreciate all the support, all the love. Just want to let you know, The Open Canvas has just launched its first clothing collection. You can find it on theopencanvas.com. Let's get into the episode. Open Canvas, this is Taj Alexander. <laughs> you got me. Okay. Um, Open Canvas, this is Taj Alexander. I'm here with a very special guest. And this person, we've met just sort of like bumping into each other at a number of seemingly random occasions. I mean, like in Paris and in, you know, Lower East Side and on the subway. Um, but, you know, every time, you know, I see her, you know, in her element, curating energy and music for people to enjoy, I feel like you, you sort of do it with care. And I think that's something that I also appreciate is that, you know, we can tell you're a music lover because, you know, it's one thing to just play a series of songs. It's another thing to actually communicate the love that you have for the music that you're playing. And I think you do a really good job at that. And as well, just about your business, you know, I feel like you've sort of made your place here known. And, you know, I just have nothing but great things to say about you. And I'm looking forward to seeing what you do. Uh, So without any further ado, please introduce yourself. Wow, what a fucking intro. (laughs) Wow, that was so, so nice. Um, I'm Kitty Say Word. I'm born and raised uh, in New York City, Washington Heights. Um, currently residing in Brooklyn, in Bushwick Bedsty, that kind of weird border. Wow, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> I want to say your voice sounds really good right now, by the way. Oh, thank you, thank you. <laughs> no, definitely. So, so yeah, I mean, I, I think we were just talking about earlier before we even started recording how we sort of initially connected, and it was over at Beverly's. Yes. Um, and you know, shout out to Zoe as well. Zoe. I think Zoe was like our mutual friend that we eventually connected through. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Zoe from Amsterdam. Shout out to Zoe. She's been like, you know, really instrumental, even like very helpful with the podcast very early on. So yeah, still part. Everything comes full circle. Cool. Yeah, um, no, for sure. Yes, yeah, so how do you know Zoe? Either I met her through my friend Linda, or I just followed her on Instagram, mm. and then we just kind of linked up That's when she was in New York. Okay. Yeah, cool. and then by chance, I think maybe Linda was like a mutual friend. It's like one of those yeah situations. Yeah, and it's funny too. Like even between us, like I feel like we met like two or three times before we actually met. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I feel like we briefly met at Beverly's, and then the next time was was it. Last year in Paris? Yes. Last year in, in the Paris summer. in the summer, right, at a daily paper uh, party. I forget. Which is hilarious yeah. because <laughs> I was not even supposed to be there. Really? Because I missed my flight. That's right. You did miss And that. I was I was so you tight. You were saying that at the party, you're like, yo, I'm having fun, but I missed my flight. <laughs> yeah, because I, you know, it's fashion week in, yeah. in Paris and yeah. like I was Parised out. Like, you know, it's like <laughs> another, it's another level of, um, of partying out there, you know? It's different. It's, it's different. different, but it's it's good. I think oh, it's yeah. one of the best fashion weeks, but mm-hmm. it was definitely super exhausting. And at one point, you're just kind of like, I miss, I miss, I miss home. Yeah, I miss the bodega. <laughs> yeah, like, where yeah. my Tim's at? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but yeah, I, I definitely remember, like, we, we said even at the party, like, yeah, when we get back to New York, we'll eventually connect again. Yeah. Um, and then since then, I, I've really, you know, been going to, you know, a lot of parties and just also, you know, seeing you out and just, yeah. like, doing And I think I thing. even DJed for one of your events, too, and that was fun. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I just feel like, you know, our paths were just continually crossing. Mm-hmm. And, um... 
Yeah, so for yourself, um, it's it's actually dope, you know, even though we're based in New York, it's it's actually dope to have someone who's from New York on the podcast. Oh, wow. Um, you know, because I feel like New York is so much like we're all from everywhere else. Yes. Um, but for you, you have a different perspective. Like, you are from here. So yeah. you said Washington Heights, right? Yes. Born and raised there? Yeah. Okay. Where exactly, specifically? Oh, um, damn. I don't really want to give. Oh, no, no. You have to, like, you know, block, <laughs> the cross block, but just, like, the area. Oh, yeah. Um. So it's, like, uh, between Riverside and Fort Washington. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like in the 160s. Really? And and for you, like growing up there for you, like what was that like? It was amazing. I really, really um, appreciate coming from my neighborhood because Mm. for the most part, it's predominantly Dominican. Yeah. And so to live in a neighborhood that embraces your culture, Mm. there's just a different understanding of who you are as a person like when you grow up knowing who you are it just makes you just more confident Mm. and when I was young um, when I was like in junior high school I used to sing Mm. so I used to sing for community events and things like that Mm. and um, when I was in high school I was a part of Alianza Dominicana which Mm. is sounds kind of crazy in English like Dominican Alliance (laughs) Um, but uh, it was a a great it was a great um, non-profit organization that basically provided opportunities for young Dominican um, kids, youth, adults, you know, giving them access to things ranging from like GED or um, providing like after school programs or summer youth jobs, things Mm -hmm. like that, you know, so they were really about the community. So they would have events as well. And so they really embraced me. And so I would end up performing and doing like the national anthem um, (laughs) to all the shout out to like my kind of like dad figure in that program, Winslow Jones. Um, He was, he really, really uh, made sure that I knew everybody um, and all the head ups out out there. Mm. And um, yeah. And then through that, um, yeah, it, it's really interesting because I always think about, like, why do I love my neighborhood so much? Why do I rep it? And it's because they've always had my back, you mm-hmm. know? Uh, down from me walking down the street and bumping into a neighbor is just, like, this kind of um, feeling of, like, oh, like, it's, like, a community, like, a real community. So, like, when people move to New York, I feel like people talk shit about, like, oh, yeah, their neighborhood is whack, blah, blah, blah. But mm-hmm. I, I know where I'm from, and, I, and, and it's just such a different vibe because you have to leave all these like you know places where people are just in constant transit Mm. and um they're not really um present you know Mm. like in midtown for example like that's not a neighborhood like people Mm. are just constantly moving Mm. you know um soho's not a neighborhood you know yeah um lower east side is but you gotta go a little bit deeper beyond just kind of the obvious places but you know and to feel that like damn like i'm from this place and everything is just a little bit um people are just more aware and more um present it's it's just it's special yeah you know and i always used to joke around like you know like of course like I grew up and there was like drug dealers and stuff like that but my neighborhood is the type of neighborhood where like if somebody was following you Mm -hmm. and mind you I would not know the name of these dudes but they know my face and they know that I live there Mm. and if somebody was following me I will tell them like yo there's this dude following me they'll chase them they down they look out for you yeah, yeah. you know and it's yeah, just like yeah. that kind of like sense of like okay you know yeah. like we could kind Extended of count on, yeah and count mm-hmm. on each other right you know right. yeah so and I feel like that's how every place should be like you know yeah, but I feel like if something like that were to go down and you're like in midtown east nobody's gonna give a fuck about you on their phones and walking right by yeah, yeah people yeah, are not yeah. gonna care and like you know and that sensibility um, of just caring of the people who, who you live among right 
um, with like is, is super special and I feel like a lot of people don't have that experience or face that definitely. living in New York definitely so yeah you said so I'm always grateful absolutely so you said you sung when you were younger yeah now what type of music like was it choir singing or was it so I did I, I was like a part of this chorus so mm-hmm. I went to um, junior high school in Dykeman yeah, yeah, yeah. so that's an in Inwood so mm-hmm. back in the day if you were from Dykeman and like you were from like the Heights there was like a little bit of beef okay no, explain that because yeah. I, I don't think a lot of people even know what that means anymore, oh so, so beef oh my no, god no I just mean even between <laughs> Oh yeah, they were super territorial. So like, I went to a school that was like way for is it was like forty blocks up from where I lived. Yeah. Um, and so, and Dykeman is like two hundred, two hundred four. Like you know, like Mm. Dykeman is a stop, but like when you are from the heights it's just like Dykeman it's just right. that whole neighborhood you know <laughs> um, and so it's Inwood yeah. essentially <laughs> but um, and then you know and, and back in the day people used to rep you know people had clothes like they had um, there was this crew uptown and uh they used to have these jackets that literally looked like the cash money sign yeah, yeah. and then it said never broke mm. um, but that was like a crew out there you <laughs> yeah, know and like yeah, yeah. this is like when when you could identify where people were from by mm. what they wore right, right. Um, and even like things that weren't like that obvious like little yeah. subtle things like when I went to high school like you could tell the guys that were from like Brooklyn in comparison to like the guys from like Harlem yeah. Fla- Harlem was always mad flashy wearing and extra uptowns, for no reason like, yeah like, those ones really yeah. uptown shoes yeah for sure and, yeah. and also like wearing merms like yeah, yeah. the mermots you know and like nike boots like that was Yo, a thing yeah, and yeah, then yeah. the guys from brooklyn will wear like the prada sneakers yeah yeah you know <laughs> so it was just like oh shoot like it was just a different type of fly yeah. and i mean it was so cool to be able to identify where people you know Definitely. were from like girls from like dykeman will wear like the chinese slippers mm-hmm. <laughs> or like you know like things like that you yeah. know and, and it was wow. just really cool to just um live in a time and a place where these things were so um original you know it was just like it's it, not even original but authentic you it's know authentic self-expression yeah you know it's like you weren't dressing because of a trend you're dressing yeah. because it's nobody new. looked yeah nobody looked like a tumbler mm. a tumbler uh template right right no exactly no and i think that's like the beautiful thing about new york as a city um and even neighborhoods like you know uptown dykeman uh the heights uh certain areas of the bronx where my family's from it's mm-hmm. like you sort of see that where it's like okay yeah this still exists here you know and, and especially now since we both live in brooklyn mm-hmm. and you know no, you know where i live i'm not going to say it on you know but yeah. you know where i live so it's just like um to to at least know that that still exists um in some way is a yeah thing, you know definitely and i think that it only really exists um when you go deeper into the hood so like if mm-hmm. you really go to the real side of like brooklyn like yeah. you know i'm talking about like flatbush mm-hmm. you know crown heights uh like deep in bed yeah uh, a Canarsie exactly. like you know where like you see people still um, like it, they're still living like those those times you know yeah. like the places that have gotten like gentrified have, have changed obviously mm-hmm. you know and people have been displaced because of it as well right. um, but I know that I'm sure that if you were to go to places in the Bronx as well yeah. like you'll see that yeah. that kind of like yeah authenticity and that level of also like style mm-hmm. and style true style for me has always been kind of like working with what you got and just mm-hmm. you know freaking it in your own way you Absolutely. know Absolutely. um i think to say you have style and only buy things that are like expensive mm. that's not style right no absolutely you know? it's, it's in you it's not on you yeah, yeah. exactly no, that's it and, and that's a, another good point it's like neighborhoods where there's like 
three, four plus generations of families living there usually still have that authentic yeah. uh, side to it. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I definitely feel you on that. So, so yeah, for you, you know, you, you're talking about your younger age and sort of, you know, singing. Was, yeah. So I'm, I'm assuming music has always been a passion for you. Oh yeah, way. for sure. Yeah. At, at one point, I thought, you know, you remember that show, um, The Diary of, um, on MTV. What was it about? It's called The Diary. Like, this is The Diary of... Oh, blah, no, blah, blah, like, blah, blah. you think you know what it is, but yeah. you don't even know. <laughs> yeah. What was the... What, you, was what is it? Uh, you think you know... Um, but you have no idea. Yes. This is The Diary <laughs> of Kitty Sayward. So, like, that's what I literally... When I was yeah. young, I, I, I really thought that I was going to end up having my own show. Like, I imagine my, like, mm. chorus teacher, Miss Bracey, being like, oh, my gosh, she used to sing the solos and blah, blah, blah. I remember... Like, I imagine my sister would be like, she used to sing every day. Like, you you know, like that's how I. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I've always known that like this was some sort of direction, and then mm. um, I went to college, and I was just so uninspired. Mm. Um, I yeah. used to sing. I'm telling you, like I was really, I really thought I was gonna end up singing, mm. um, but it just didn't go that way. Um, I'm not sure why, or like maybe I just had self doubt. Mm. And I was just like, damn, it's going to take too long, so I'm going to not do this. Like, I don't know if it was just like something like that or that in my school, um, in my college, I'm not going to mention it because whatever. You don't have to. Yeah, yeah. When I went there, like, they had a huge program of um, musical theater. Mm. And so musical theater is just a different type of singing. It's just like super dramatic and it's it's just it's just too much you know it was very very um uh it just wasn't your way to truly express yourself yeah exactly it was just like too much it was just over the top and that was the only option for me to Mm. sing in school if i were to do it and i was just like nah this is kind of whack yeah and so then i just kind of like stopped singing completely Mm. Mm. and it's it's funny because during that time i also moved to um like my dorms yeah and that was the first time i was living with other people and to live in a place where you don't know like you know at home i would sing all the time and you know and i needed to just be a little bit more uh aware and like considerate yeah with me singing and all these things so then i think that also kind of like took away yeah. from like no I think that's an experience for a lot of like creatives who like have a passion and then go to school for it yeah you know, it's like I, for a lot of my friends that's sort of the thing it's like for specific degrees and something they're really passionate about but then it becomes a chore yeah and it's no longer for the love of it it's like it's for a grade you mm-hmm. know and then when you feel like your creativity is being graded then that like completely like removes the joy of it you know and I think that's the reason we do anything that we do is because we find joy mm-hmm. you know so so I fully hear you on that yeah and mind you I didn't go to uh, like that wasn't my major my major mm. was communications okay yeah. but it was something that obviously was always so dear to me that I was Definitely. open to the idea yeah. of yeah. Um, pursuing it in that way just mm. because I'll get the chance to sing but I wasn't trying to sing in that manner that I was not trying to do musicals right no I feel you. I feel you. you. Know. That's real. That's real. Yeah. So, so like for you after school, like what was your next step in terms of like figuring out like finding your voice through music? Oh my God! It took a long <laughs> time to get here, man. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, the thing is, I'm then, here for it. <laughs> you don't have to like rush anything. Um. Well, it was just one of those things where like also like social media just became kind of fairly new i remember that yeah um so like but people didn't know there were no jobs for it. Mm-hmm. People were trying to figure out like what like how could you monetize these things right and so and i always had my blog which was kitty say word 
um, I mean, you name it. I had Kitty Say Word, Blogspot, Kitty Say Word. <laughs> Uh, what is it WordPress no. <laughs> uh, you yeah, know yeah, then it yeah. was just skitty say word that I needed to take a break because I was just like I'm not really posting and I'm paying for this yeah. so it was just like one of those yeah, yeah, yeah. Tumblr you know uh-huh. I, I did it all uh-huh. but um, it was just one of those things where of course you needed to be more consistent and content and things like that and and for me it was just really hard for me to continue to post and stuff with no direction right? because uh-huh. I was just like what am I doing this for exactly you know and so to have a purpose was really important for me and not having a purpose uh, really bothered me also I've always had this weird relationship with the internet of like not trying to give myself to the internet you know like where it was just one of those things where it was just kind of like nah I don't want them to really know me Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know And, and it was funny because that's why with everything I did, I put it under Kitty Say Word. I never put like my name, my like full you, name. Like, yeah, yeah. So it never had my full name. Like even like if you were to go to like my Facebook, mm-hmm. it's it's not my name. Yeah, you I know. Respect that. Yeah. And it was just something that I knew early on. I was like, mm. they're gonna use this against you. Mm. <laughs> like by mm-hmm. putting your full name, it's gonna be used against you. Right, right, so it was right. just like one of those things where I was just like, yeah, no, not happening. <laughs> yeah, not happening. It's gonna take way. I was like, the only way that you'll be able to like retract all these things is by deleting them right mm. so i was like well i'm gonna put him under the, the alias of like kitty say word yeah, right yeah. so if you were an employer or anything like that and you're trying to like find me by like my government name like yeah. you won't find anything I hear you. good luck <laughs> I hear you. you'll probably find some photos but like in really really <laughs> posh events <laughs> right and that's that's basically it i know i feel you and, and i think we were even mentioning that like earlier before we even started recording i feel like with social media and things like that like for us like we were sort of like the last generation to like grow up without it yeah to know what dial up felt like yo yeah to know (laughs) like dial up and even just like going outside and meeting with your friends you know yeah and like even just like being in the neighborhood of a friend and just like pulling up to their front door and say yo let's let's go do something or like how about um having a prepaid phone yo and then yeah. pulling up like my homegirl shout out to <laughs> Chandel she's from Queens yeah. from Jackson Heights shout out <laughs> <laughs> and I of course came from the Heights so we mm-hmm. had two different train directions we were coming from right and we had a spot on Times Square mm-hmm. like in the train station that yeah. we would meet at right and it was just a time where like my phone would die or anything like that but you kept mm-hmm. you know you kept your word yeah. and I think that um, mm-hmm. we, you know no matter how long like we knew we are going to meet there it's 1 and it's like maybe one twenty. like maybe they're running late but yeah. like we're going to wait right, right. you know being yeah. accountable mm-hmm. um, and I think with with the fact that now we're able to text and have phone and the internet it's so easy to cancel to cancel and be flaky yeah no definitely so like yeah. being accountable um, with plans mm-hmm. is something that's definitely uh, has changed for yeah. sure and then you even like value the in-person conversation more because you didn't talk about it all through text yeah like, oh literally. but I'm not a texting person me like, neither people who know me no, like, I can tell we're the same like yeah. even we're planning for this we're like alright yeah. boom, boom yeah meet up, I feel like it takes time. too long for me to say what I'm trying to say texting then no. like I'll give you a call like I'm a call I'm a phone person <laughs> no and that's I think it's a good thing you know I yeah feel like, people are scared to speak on the phone yeah that is and true. I guess they because they, they forgot how to yeah you know? and I think that shit is so whack yeah. like there's nothing I always say like your fingers were not meant to type mm. you know like mm. why are you not like 
talking. Right. No, honestly, that's it. So, yeah, I feel like with social media now, it's like for people like us and others who sort of appreciate like human connection and mm-hmm. just in real life human connection, yeah. it becomes like a little bit easier for us to sort of like know like, okay, like we're not going to give all of ourselves to the internet. Mm-hmm. You know, we know like there's still something special to keep private. Yeah. You know, and I think that's the beauty of it. Yeah. It's kind of difficult too, especially like DJing. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Because there's moments where I'm, I, I feel like I'm always battling with like not being like, I'm always, I guess, I don't know if it's like a Libra thing, but mm. I'm always on like both sides of like the pole. So Definitely. I could be like, I love everybody or I could be like, fuck everybody. No, that's, that's a real thing though. And it's, <laughs> and yeah, like, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and it's really hard for me to have like, mm. A good balance of, of both. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because there's moments where I'm like, damn, I just want, like, I want to, like, I'll, like late night, I'll, like, watch my story. I'm like, why the fuck I posted that? And and it's nothing even crazy. Yeah, but yeah, in yeah. your mind, it just feels crazy. And then you're just like, oh, no. And then I delete everything. And then I'm like, I'm off this shit for the whole week. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. it's like, well, I got a DJ and mm-hmm. I got to promote myself. Like, mm-hmm. before, you didn't need to promote yourself as much like it's also another Mm. another job on top of like djing because if you don't say you're doing this how will people Mm. know you know Mm. but i'm also somebody who's about word of mouth and i think that's something that will forever be strong stronger than social media Mm -hmm. so i let i let the streets speak for me definitely no and i think that's that's what's gonna last yeah i feel like like if the internet were to like and yeah and and you know and then you know you wonder if, if you're able to like I feel like I'll be straight yeah I'll be I, good. that's the thing it's like you almost kind of low key look forward to something like that because you know yeah. people like us would be fine yeah I'll be straight <laughs> yeah. like I'll figure it out like yeah. I'll be good you still hear about me <laughs> you know yeah no for sure so like for you um, like DJing like how did that even start was that like right after college that you just sort of were thinking about it or like when did no so for the longest time um, when I was in college I was like pursuing um, fashion okay yeah. so I was like working kind of like in the fashion industry yeah and it was just something that like i guess i was super curious about i just didn't know what to like what Focus. facet yeah. of, of fashion i wanted to work in so i did everything yeah like i interned in so many places people don't even intern anymore like you know it. like i interned at like a casting agency and then i entered for a pr like in-house pr for a fashion company yeah uh, so many internships that you kind of forget at, at one point like even jobs like at one yeah. point I used to airbrush people so I used to work at a tanning salon yeah. <laughs> um, and I met people in fashion through that as well right, right. Um, yeah but I've always just I don't know I feel like I'm somebody who who believes that anything is possible yeah and so anything I've wanted to do like I, I realized looking back and reflecting anything i've always wanted to do like i make it happen right right. um i just need to just be focused to execute yeah but if i wanted to get somewhere i i do you know i i achieve it yeah and so it's just one of those things where okay like i wanted to work in fashion i'm like okay cool well how i'm gonna make this happen and then i just like plan it out and i write lists and i'm like okay how we could do this and then i really appreciate that about you too like you're really about like planning things out and schedule because like, it's i mean it's super yeah. powerful to write things mm. down talk about that yeah, yeah no, like, like it's yeah. it's super powerful um yeah. just even with opportunities that have come to my 
direction. Mm. Um, it's it's kind of crazy. Yeah. It really like it freaks happens. me out. You write it down and all of a sudden, like, the yeah. Is sort of, like, and so I think that that's why it's really like, oh, yeah, I could type things down. Like I'm not like I think you need to feel right, mm. you know. And then also like the the satisfaction of crossing out something that you set mm. out to do, like that's mm. super big too. Definitely. Yeah, like I, and then at one point I wanted to do like video, mm-hmm. and so and and I was shooting, I was taking photos. I've always been like. I've always had an eye, like I know that, yeah. and I always wanted to do something like with uh, like my cinematography and like just kind of like capturing things visually. And at one point, I was exploring like editing and doing videos, and I was doing videos for like parties and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then there was a movement also happening within New York, like I guess like in 2013, like where like uh, you had like Joey Badass, mm-hmm. um, the Underachievers, yeah. um, Flatbush Zombies. Uh, of course like ASAP and um, it was a really cool time because you could just tell um, that New York was like kind of like that was a moment back yeah it was, was a, a moment. moment and like that was such, such a special moment like finessing into parties yeah. and like <laughs> uh, trying to and yeah. then I had my camera and I captured mm. so many moments like I have um, footage of like Travis Scott's first show yeah, yeah. at BBQ at BB uh, not BBQ's yeah. uh, SOB's SOB's very rare yeah very and like rare. I was front I was all about being yeah. front row yeah yeah you know and so like I always just like pulled up and mm. like yeah like and then I guess that's when like I started to get inspired with right. music again yeah and then uh, what ended up happening whoa so many things that happened mm-hmm. but there was this company I was working with and then I just kind of start, start saw the dark side mm. yeah. of like music yeah and I've always been open to the idea of me DJing right. um, but I saw that and it really turned me off because I saw how people took advantage especially mm-hmm. as a woman um, in these kind of posi- um, positions of power Yeah, and so I was just like damn like that's whack I don't want to be dealing in- with these things mm-hmm. and then um, I was super inspired uh, when I started to move around Europe dolo yeah like I, I would like spend a week in Berlin, a week in Paris, a week in Amsterdam, yeah. a week in London. Yeah. And so I just like did my own personal music tours and just kind of tried to see like what was going on culturally yeah. in these places. What was that experience like just going to different cities like that? It was I mean, it was great um, because especially being from the Heights, like mm-hmm. not having that ex- like exposure um to these different cultures in that way was super big my parents were like you're wilding like where the fuck are you going who do you know out there you yeah, know yeah, yeah. and and these these situations like that's how i would connect with people mm. like other people who i was like following on the gram like i know it seems so sus but no, no, no. i definitely like linked up with like people and like these people mm. like ultimately are people i speak to like every like day genuine, genuine, genuinely yeah, like yeah. my friends friends mm. and it's funny how like that kind of works out like yeah you just meet people and then from people that I met then you meet other people and um, through that like all my friends were DJs mm. and having friends who are DJs are the best friends you <laughs> could have because you really are able to tap into the culture mm. so like um, directly definitely you know definitely and so then moving around was just a little bit easier but then I started to see how like for the most part it was just all guys right, right. you know and that was always something kind of like oh man like yeah, what was that for you like like how did you 
well it wasn't like i was intimidated mm. it was just kind of like damn like where the girls at yeah. like you know yeah, like yeah, who yeah. are really doing it you know and i never wanted to be like an accessory at a party you know yeah, yeah, so yeah, i always yeah. just wanted to like be there with purpose mm. so it was just one of those things where i'm like all right i'm gonna step my game up and i'm like oh you know i'll tell them i'm interested but they always kind of like looked at it like yeah yeah whatever and then so it's funny because you could look at me now huh (laughs) (laughs) talk about it yeah so (laughs) so, i mean it took a while man it took a while it took a while and i'm still learning and i'm still growing Mm. um but it was just one of those things that you know guys of course they don't take you as serious Mm. Mm. um and uh yeah and and then coming back to new york i started to see that there were so many great djs out there and just the different genres of music that i heard out there i wanted to also be the plug when they came to new york yeah so then um also i want to eventually do a and r so it was just like okay well how can i set this up so that i'm able to put myself in a position where i'm able to provide um like give them a bag if they were to come into right. new york absolutely and then also be able to expose people to a new artist that maybe they don't know mm. and so that's how like main squeeze started right so i was given the opportunity to do a party at the ace hotel and that was super big for me because i basically coordinated the whole thing like mm. you know and i don't make money when i do these things yeah, yeah. it was just more about it's, like it's making more, it happen yeah. you know and so Absolutely i had my homegirl um perform sid and uh then i had some homies from uh i think my homeboy from berlin nico adomako and then my other homeboy from london pulled on the decks mm-hmm. um shout cwd out shout out to them and then yeah. my homeboy Youngy. um <laughs> uh his name is like relay mm. um yeah and, and and it was funny because during those times i just would dj on the on the earlier yeah, yeah time you know because i was just like i don't want nobody to see me like mm. i'm i'm still learning like i'm yeah. still trying but i put myself in the position because nobody was booking me so mm. i was like all right well i'm gonna create my yourself. own wave yeah. yeah that's real and so i was like ha- make sure these people were there but at least i was exposed myself to it mm. and so it's just doing that um and then having the little gigs the little gigs that don't pay you at, at all right, and, right, and right. just really like working my ass off to just like yeah like okay well I'm gonna keep doing these gigs and yeah I mean it's crazy because yeah. looking back and I think that you may see everything now mm. um, and look like it just happened overnight mm. but like mm. this is like three years of like building yeah. shit and I used to go out a lot and I always would question, like, why do I go out so much, you know? Mm. And for me, it was just always so, like, everybody's going through their own shit. Right. And for me, it was just so freeing to go mm. and dance the night away. Like, I'm not somebody that needs, like, alcohol to have a good time. Right. I feel right. like if the music's good, I'm, I'm, I'm having a blast. Yeah. Um, and it was just one of those things where I realized that... I'm sure people feel the same way. Mm. You know, everybody has their own pressures that they're dealing with. So when I play, like, I I hope to, like, heal or, like, make things lighter for a moment. Mm. Um, 
and 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 I always just try to play with the intention to to hit you on the dance floor, like yeah, you know, yeah, where yeah. you're never angry dancing. <laughs> you know, yeah, 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 yeah. Like you're never like, oh man, I'm dancing, but I'm mad. Like it, that seems silly. That's work. stupid. You yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. So like, I feel like if you're dancing, you're definitely happier mm-hmm. than not dancing. Mm-hmm. So. Wow. That's that's always like if I'm able to like make you groove and like even if I start with a two step I'm like all right they two step and all right cool how can I make them like really and yeah, so I really yeah, yeah. my my intention is really to play music that is just like heartfelt and like you mm. feel like damn I have to dance because it's my song right, right. you know that's and so yeah. yeah and and that's yeah. always kind of like my vibe mm. um, but yeah like yeah it, I, I don't, don't want I don't want to <laughs> overlook that because I feel like that's so important like even the fact that. You know, you even saying like you you were like putting together and like coordinating these type of events on your own, um, and you were connecting people around that that central love for music. You know, and I feel like you understand the power that music has, mm-hmm. and just to see how you've like taken, you know, one step at a time. Because I think you're right. People can just see what you're doing now, and it's very easy with Instagram. Just feel like oh. This is just it. They've always yeah. been on this level. But I feel like you took the long road to sort of get to where you are now. And I really like wanna you know, give you your props and like like show you and acknowledge like, yo, you you really did it the right way. You know, and I feel like you're doing it the right way. Um, so I really, you know, just wanna let you know that like well, it's you. really, really respected because, you know, even going to like one of your events, like I feel like, you know, I feel that. There's a sense that you know, you want people to, to like have relief, you know, because I feel like we're all going through crazy shit now. Mm-hmm. Stress, like mental stress, like just stress with relationships, anxiety. people, work, you know, so it's just like anxiety. Everyone's dealing with something. So like when we're all going to a party, it's not to be uptight. You yeah. know, it's to actually feel again, like feel something real. So I feel like if you can sort of like in your way sort of help remind people what it feels to just be real and human for a second, mm-hmm. like that's so important. So, yeah, I just wanted to say that. You can yeah. continue, but... It's thank real. you, it's thank real. you. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm glad that you feel it. <laughs> no, definitely, definitely. Yeah, because I really... Because sometimes, I mean, it took a while for me to also, like, find my sound, right? Mm-hmm. Because so easily you could just play the hits. Right, right, right. And, and it will work. Yeah, and it will work. <laughs> and it will work. Yeah. But then it's like a formula that also becomes mm-hmm. very boring, you right, know? right. Um, and also like everybody has their own style and delivery, mm. you know, and I feel like sometimes you just got to figure out your own, you know, and, and I think it's just in the past years, I've just tried to figure out like, okay, like what's, what am I in this kind of like landscape of music, yeah. you know, yeah. and just really knowing yourself. And I remember, um, one of like my big bros in London, like I was like, how are they going to like fuck with my music judah <laughs> um and and then he was like if you build it they will come yeah and um that was super helpful because sometimes you just doubt yourself you're like damn mm-hmm. like you know like and shout out to my homeboy ruben um who he was just kind of like you know like don't be surprised if the immediate people that support you are not your friends mm-hmm. and that was hella real mm-hmm. Uh, because I was seeking their support but like just having this in mind it just made me realize like uh, you know just not to be so heavy hearted on that yeah. um, and then you because you, because what essentially happened was like people who um, 
who started to like really support me were people who just like came and like met me once and they're like they just kept coming you yeah. know and I'm grateful for all these people you know because mm. they're the ones who really help motivate me and it's crazy how you could just connect through music you right. know right. Um, I was DJing like at Beverly's yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. and that was funny because it was like one of my goals but it's <laughs> like I mean it, it was like at one point it was you know and because I really appreciated the energy that space had i mean like the sound system is kind of trash um it's really small Mm -hmm. um it's not the ideal place to uh kind of party but the space has an energy to it where like it attracts like a good crowd it's not pretentious it's not pretentious and everybody's humble and it has this kind of like a little bit of grit that like Mm -hmm. new york has right absolutely and so it was just one of those things where like that's where i was kind of like able to be a little bit more experimental with Mm -hmm. like the music that i chose to play and um also i was playing sets that were like hella long like (laughs) i was playing for like four or five hours you know every time i played there you know which is like mad practice but i've definitely done mad five hour sets (laughs) you know like but it's great because through that then it's just kind of like you can't play like hip-hop five hours straight you know then you really gotta like start exploring different genres and something that i've always wanted to like uh play is i always wanted to be like open format like i want to be able to Mm. play everything right you know um there's so many sides of me when it comes when it comes to music so i want to be able to like explore this and play this and 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 play a little bit of everything you know i i feel like a a dope dj set is like a full meal you know so it's like rice beans chicken your greens like that you know yeah exactly it's not gonna be the main course exactly still give it to you yeah Yeah, exactly so and 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 it's just kind of Mm. like that so Hmm. and that's my i guess uh perspective on it wow but um yeah i mean like yeah Yeah, it's crazy i'm just grateful for all the people who have supported me like to Mm -hmm. be honest like i'm not somebody who asks to be put on right i don't um (laughs) if yeah if anything i just try to make my own wave and and just figure it out um but i'm grateful that things have traveled because of word of mouth and like people who really fuck with me and they see the vision and they really support me and have been like you know super supportive from the jump right. you know and and it's just great to see those faces because it's it's helpful like sometimes i need like the energy of my friends mm. when i am djing and like i don't recognize people like for the longest time i never understood like entourages <laughs> because i'm like why you have mad people yeah, yeah yeah and it's just like nah like you mm. sometimes you'll be in spaces where like people don't know you or they don't get it or whatever and then you feel you you doubt yourself you like am it. i doing it wrong like mm. what's going on blah 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 and then you have your people show up and it's just like reminded like nah like yeah. you're good yeah, you yeah, know yeah, yeah. and then there's some people that are just like strangers that like literally you can start off the night and like mm. nobody's really like rocking with you like that and you're like damn I know I'm playing like the yeah. songs that should be hitting and then you have a crowd that comes in and gets it Yeah, yeah you know yeah. and it's just mm. it's just a little weird sometimes but it's like learning about how to navigate it and looking at it as a challenge right. and stepping up to the plate you Absolutely. know so even though like people may not like to like open mm-hmm. or things like that people just want to be in the hot time all the time right, right. and 
then I think it's super humbling when those people are like opening because it's like you can't play all the hits then mm, you know right. you have to like learn how to pace the night yeah absolutely and so yeah, yeah I, I love even hearing that because for me I can even hear it like and you can tell me if I'm wrong yeah. too but it just sounds like you were exposed to like different music when you were younger yeah so so I feel like you sort of keep that DNA in what you do now and where like a lot of like parties that I go to it's like I want to hear different sounds mm-hmm. you know, I just don't want it to be a one track night you know? yeah. I want to sort of experience something different um, and also something I'm familiar with yeah. so I feel like it's super important you know and I think doing those like five hour sets is like super important for that Yeah. you know and I think too for those of us who are party goers like I was saying before like go to events and stuff we have our experience but I think it's great to even hear you talk now just about your experience as a DJ and the the mental emotional like, yeah. and like the, the good parts the stress the everything that you have to go through just uh, like leads up to even a night because I think for when we, us we go to a party we just see DJs there DJing yeah but you had a full day before then you may have like you know oh had, man like that day like, yeah like <laughs> that day you yeah. see me like with a hat on if you see me with a hat on don't talk to me <laughs> yeah cause you're dealing with real life too yeah you know? like I gotta like man you know Dominican mothers you gotta go uptown at least every week <laughs> I gotta make sure she's like sees that I'm okay. Yeah. And like, you know, it, it's just it's just crazy. I need to go uptown and then I have to like take care. I have other jobs too. Right, right. You right. know, I'm a personal assistant mm-hmm. and then I do some consulting for things and things it's it's just wild. Like people yeah. don't know. It's also, it's a hustle. It's a real mm-hmm. true hustle. So like when somebody's like DJing and then so, like a random stranger pulls up and tries to like request a song like hey like. <laughs> yo get the fuck out of my face right now you know yeah, it's just like yeah, it's yeah, disrespectful yeah. it's mm. like how are you gonna go into somebody's like job and tell them what to do mm. essentially that's what you're kind of doing right. and granted you know what there's some people who don't know proper like etiquette right right yeah. like DJ etiquette yeah yeah. Like, yeah yeah and then it's just but the thing is it's like I don't know like mm. I don't know where that um, kind of like started um, where like I think I, I don't know maybe the booth being lower and mm. being like leveled out with where everybody's at mm. allows for people to like come through and, and do that but it's just kind of like yo like yeah, yeah. I, see, you, I see what you do is like you're at your place of work but also it's like almost like like if if music is like something that you're very passionate about like you're in your like it's like your altar yeah yeah and you're in your zone in the best way possible you know so it's like you know you're you're like showing your appreciation and passion for music you know so you can't just have somebody come in and just like disrupt that yeah (laughs) it's just like what and then you see the request and sometimes i listen to what the requests are and i'm just like (laughs) at least a good request but there's yeah if there's something i'm like all right cool like I'm like I'm impressed when it's like a good request. I'm like, oh, you know what? You okay? Cool, I could do that. Yeah. But I'm not like open to all of them. You know, I'm like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's gotta be some. some yeah, stuff, like, yeah. but if you've been giving me energy all night and then you've been like really, really like you're like, oh shoot, mm-hmm. and then it's something that is like, okay, cool. I could I could be open to that. Yeah, no, definitely. But for the most part, like, just don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, so so where do you see yourself taking what you're doing? I feel like you know, even just like seeing you travel and seeing you doing other things like that. I feel like you're not just like the music but I think your brand is sort of like it is an international brand yeah I feel like you you naturally connect with people um, you know through music and just with your personality so like you know where do you want to take things how do you feel about that um 
It's gonna be Kitty Say World. For sure, yeah, yeah. Do that, do that. So um <laughs> I've always I've always been curious about how other people live mm. um in different hoods all over the world and mm. that's why i will also i would travel to all these different neighborhoods and i would never t- stay in the touristy areas yeah, yeah, yeah. i always stay in areas that were like real mm. um because i just wanted to like have that like new york experience but like mm. whether it's paris or london or you know amsterdam like have that like real i'm like like a local yeah living like a local right so I was always have been down for that, but I guess I wanna. I've always wanted to just give a platform to yeah. artists that I think are super super dope and may not have the exposure. Yeah. Um, but it's really interesting because the way music is kind of set up nowadays is is so like not in favor for the artists. Mm. So what I'm trying to do now is just really learn um, how to navigate these things. Yeah. Um, because at the end of the day I would love to represent artists you know like I would love to have my own agency representing artists not even like in music probably Mm. in arts as well absolutely Um, so and just trying to figure out how that is possible if it could be possible Mm -hmm. um, how to execute and things like that Um, but I think right now my focus is to just learn yeah that's the best you place know, to be like, honestly. I can't yeah. I can't, you know, I'm not that person trying to be a creative director. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know that right now I need to just learn mm-hmm. and um I'm open to it. I'm trying to learn as much as I can mm. and read as many books as I can and just mm. live life as much as I can um, to experience it. And then, um, but I do really do. I, I I sincerely believe that we're living in a very special time, mm. um, especially um, with all the things happening in New York, like all the movements. Yeah. With like all my homies who are DJing, like you know, with like. Uh, Stony Blue, Yellow Tech. Shout out. Um, yeah. Shout out to them. Yeah. Love them so much. Yeah, yeah. Odalis, mm-hmm. she's doing her thing. Absolutely. Um, Venus, who also, you know, brings it back to Uptown, like, you yeah. know, who I also admire as well. Like, you know, it's really, really dope that, like, we are living in this kind of time where people appreciate music so much yeah because yeah. i'm not sure if people went out this much mm. or maybe it's just my scope of new york because i am in it and True. it feels like that's just what it is mm-hmm. but i think all my friends and even beyond music are all doing amazing things you know like my homegirls have like every anything anything anybody wanted to execute they're executing yeah. and so it's yeah. really really exciting to see everybody do their thing absolutely you know 100% and I and I'm not sure it's it's almost I don't know like (laughs) it's it's really weird because it's it's like everything is going so well for some for for everybody that like even for myself that I'm like when when is it like I always freak Mm. out and I'm like when is it gonna be over when is it gonna be over yeah Yeah, like it's it's like like oh man like this week was slow like Mm -hmm. the people fuck with me anymore (laughs) like these are real things and I'm just like damn like I have a crazy week I DJ'd six days in a row (laughs) like the last day like like month yesterday was the first time I had like a break and then then I was just like this week is gonna be slow and then Mm. the other you know because it's not realistic for it to be always like that Mm. but when it's done you come from this high where it's just like damn like damn it's quiet this week Mm. you know and and for the most part like 
the money that I'm getting the most from is DJing, which right. I'm really grateful that you know that was the goal. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's it's these are real life questions. It's just like yo, absolutely. Am I gonna be able to like make rent? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's honest. You know, and honest. and you know, and I just moved to Brooklyn, and I yeah. I mean the reason why I moved to Brooklyn was because I wanted to be among my peers who are all doing creative things. You yeah. know, yeah, yeah. Um, I spent a lot of time in Brooklyn like last year, and that commute was crazy. Yeah, <laughs> to go from <laughs> like Bed Stuy yeah. to the Heights, like what? Yeah. Like that's yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah. That's an hour and a half in the train. Now we didn't even mention that like all this time you were like building your foundation as a DJ yeah like, just even the commute to sort of get to some of these events yeah to just be a part of it all yeah, yeah you so know I, and, yeah, and it's yeah. funny because I had homies who would hit me up like yo I got a spot for you but it's in Brooklyn <laughs> and I'm like damn yeah, man yeah. because a good cut of my check would literally go to mm -hmm. my cab exactly, exactly you know like right. $40 cabs $35 right. cabs they add up and that's what people don't see yeah people, people don't, don't yeah people don't, don't, realize, don't yeah. people don't see that and even before I started to DJ like I'm somebody who dances and I'm not the yeah. best dancer but like yeah. I, I go out so mm -hmm. A lot of my relationships with people mm. started there. On the where dance like floor. for me, I think the best way to connect with people is on the dance floor because yeah. nobody gives a fuck about what you do when mm. you're on the dance floor. Mm. It's more about like True energy. True expression. It's yeah. an exchange of energy. Yeah, yeah. And so mm. when you meet and like you know, and, and I always would have a good time and like met so many people by going out and going to this that these were the people who like literally became kind of like the base of it because they knew I'm somebody who they will have a great time with that they're like me DJing they were like oh sh for sure it's gonna be on point exactly <laughs> like you DJing uh, you, I, you be time. killing it on the dance floor <laughs> oh, okay yeah for sure let's go but I think it just took a while for people to just see that like beyond it mm. just being something that I wanted to do that I was really trying to do it just more seriously yeah no, and not absolutely. like a one time thing right, you know and right. then not like it takes a while for people to be like oh you really doing it doing mm. it <laughs> DJ DJ yeah, yeah DJ DJ you know <laughs> and granted like you know and everybody has their own style and things right. and there's certain things that of course I want to improve on and when it comes to my own skills mm. but I feel like at the end of the day my heart is in it yeah and I think that's something that I hope translates absolutely no really appreciate it like you even just saying all all of what you've shared like I feel like is really valuable and you know beyond this just being like a podcast episode just as like a conversation mm -hmm. I really appreciate what you shared like really like I feel like what you're gonna set out to do you're gonna accomplish yeah, like I feel like you. you've, you've done it thus far so I feel like it's only right you know so yeah I really appreciate you being on the podcast um, oh, how can people find you your, your stuff online just on your next event uh, everything is under Kitty Say Word if you were to Google Kitty Say Word literally yeah. you find every I'll, platform I'll put a link in that yeah episode. but um, in, on Instagram is Kitty Say Word cool. and no weird spelling <laughs> it's always all caps yeah 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 uh, K-I-T-T-Y S-A-Y W-O-R-D that's what's up that's what's up but well, once again I want to thank you and uh, this has been the Open Canvas with Taj Alexander and my friend Kitty Say Word thank you so much guys for joining in absolutely <laughs> and thank you for having me absolutely thank you thank, thank you, you. <laughs> to find out more about the Open Canvas hit up our website, theopencanvas.com. Also stay tuned to our Instagram, at theopencanvas. And for any questions or inquiries, hit up my email, taj, T-A-J, dot opencanvas at gmail.com. This has been The Open Canvas, produced by Taj Alexander.